1: Hello everyone and welcome to Functional Medicine with me, Dr. Howard Robbins. Uh, As you heard, the show is designed to give you useful, important, safe and effective alternative ways of treating problems that traditional uh, ways of treating just basically don't always work. I, I sort of figure if things do work, you, you you don't listen to these shows, but when they don't work, boy, you need them. And that's why we always get and and look for um, the best, special, safe, and effective answers to all health issues that are out there. Uh, probably could be doing this show for, the, for, for years to come with all the different things we can discuss. And today we have a very special show lined up for you. Um, so... Having said that, first, I always want to thank my sponsors because that's one of the ways we're here. Um, uh, first, Promolife, P-R-O-M-O-L-I-F-E dot com. At Promolife.com, you will find the best, the finest, the most important medical ozone and home care ozone generators and, and products, ozone, ozonated products that treat just about everything at least everything medical, mechanical, me- uh, mechanical injuries and problems, not so. Uh, it may help reduce pain and things like that and inflammation, but it doesn't get rid of them. But when it's a medical problem of any kind, as you listen to many of our shows, then ozone and ozone therapy of different types can make a big difference. If you call 888-742-3404, that's 888-742-3404. And you tell them you heard about them here on the Dr. Robin Show. They'll give you a special discount or some maybe something that you're ordering even for free. Uh, they have different specials each week from our show. So don't, don't forget to mention that. You can go to promolife.com and look at all the different products that they have there. Um, and by the way, I always say, I'm starting to always say at the beginning of the shows, get a pen and paper. You may want to take notes on the things that are being talked about, Uh, phone numbers, contact information. Um, It's, you know, oh, gee, I, I didn't get it. Now you have to go back and listen again. Fortunately, all our shows are archived within 24 hours. So you can listen to any of our shows as most of you are right now. We get a large number of live listeners, but we get, over the course of the week and the months, many, many more people listening to each of the shows. So uh, next, I want to thank Doctors Biome. Doctors Biome, available at D-O-C-T-O-R-S, Doctors, B-I-O-M-E, that's all one word, dot com. Doctor's Biome, as you may or may not have heard if this is the first time you're listening, is one of the most important products that you'll ever have a chance to buy, take, and and, and and utilize. It is a very special probiotic drink that, as it's becoming better and better known, it's going to take over the market of probiotics. It's actually not just a probiotic but a symbiotic that means it has a prebiotic the food the bacteria want to eat and grow on as well as the probiotic bacterias the bacterias that are essential and healthy to maintain a healthy gut I'm going to be doing a whole bunch more shows showing the relationship between the gut and, de- and dental problems the gut and the liver and liver problems the gut and weight reduction I mean, the gut, is, the gut bacteria apparently have communication with all the organs in our body, including the brain, your mood, um, and, with, and, and a healthy gut then is obviously important to maintain, and most people don't walk around with a healthy gut. We've done enough shows on it, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. Go listen to some of those shows on microbiome. They're very important to your health and, and, and to grow old and be well. All you have to do is go to D-O-C-T-R-S-B-I-O-M-E dot com, And if you put the code RADIO20 in, you'll get 20% off your first order everybody listening to this show should be taking one two-ounce delicious bottle of it every day these are living bacterias in a 100% organic um, vegetable fruit juice so it's delicious and it's amazingly beneficial your children should be taking it you can even give it to babies who are born as you know without biome okay so I try to get finished with this you know, the thank yous as quickly as I can. And now we can get into our show. Uh, we have a very special show on today. And I was able to get the man who helped develop the Square One system, um, uh, Sean Sherman. Sean is a pretty amazing person from the things that I've been able to find out about it, about him, <laughs> about it and him. Um, Sean... Um, uh, Got his degree, I guess, in exercise and sports science uh, from Penn State. He has a private practice in Illinois. Um, He's developed a system of that helps with from what I'm able to determine predominantly with injuries physical problems medical physical mechanical problems in the body and you may have been going to physical therapists or physiatrists or or other doctors who may have been able to be somewhat helpful the the reason they it may have taken them a long time to get you better or the reason that you didn't really completely recover is what Sean has figured out, and what he's gotten into, and he realized that it's not just the typical traditional ways of treating these things, but that you have to get into the neurology, the the nerve connections to everything, and he's developed an amazing uh, from um, um, strategy here in hel- helping people uh, really truly fully recover, and he's worked. I guess because he's really successful um, it's very um, impressive he's worked with um, the US Olympic team in wrestling and men's speed skating women's soccer the uh, Canadian Olympic team uh, w- with women's soccer um, sh- he's worked with I'm a baseball fan the Chicago Cubs and and White Sox um, the, um, Chicago Blackhawks and, and bears and bulls, obviously he lives in Illinois. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's an Illinois Chicago fan. I wouldn't blame him. Um, you should work with the, uh, the New York Yankees. That's my team. And of course I love the Mets too, but the Yankees are my team now. Uh, the Colts, the Giants i mean he's had a very impressive uh, career for a guy who hasn't been around all that long and um, we even have um, a special guest coming on later on one of the people who he's trained who's been using his um, this system and he's going to tell us a little bit more about what results he's seen so first let me uh, say hello sean thank you for being here
2: hey hey doc thank you so much for having me on and thank you for that uh this amazing introduction you made me sound uh, a lot cooler than i probably am in reality but uh, i really appreciate that great introduction
1: (laughs) okay so okay let's start off this is you know we have um another uh, eight minutes before we go to our first commercial break um and then we can get deeper into things what is the square one system what is this all about
2: yeah great question great place to start um i would Say that human movement is very complicated and sometimes discerning between what constitute a symptom versus a source issue as it pertains to human movement and posture that can be challenging so what square one is is it's a problem solving framework that can be used to interview the nervous system and uncover and remedy the source of compensatory posture and movement and I believe that the main source of compensation and there are multiple sources But the most common, the primary driver of compensatory movement and posture is poor sensory integration. So my system literally is finding out where there are disconnects between the vestibular system, which is huge with balance, vision, and proprioception. We're able to find those gaps in the communication and those connections between the senses. And then we uh, give the nervous system the precise input that it needs to make those connections again and change posture and movement outcomes.
1: Why are there, Why is there poor sensory integration?
2: Yeah, great question. And um, in, in a nutshell, it, it all stems from stress. And, and stress is not just mental and emotional, and it could be those, but it could be mechanical in nature, chemical, thermal, uh, any, any, any input into the system that the system perceives as a threat to take it out of homeostasis is is considered stress. So we're talking past injuries, past trauma. What that does is it causes the brain to uh, kind of shy away from tightness and pain and uh, more unsavory type feelings, and and it it drives this need to compensate. So what happens is if you – I use the example of if you were to stub a toe, and the last thing you want to do right after stubbing your toe is to start smacking the tip of your toe into, into the ground or, you know, start poking on it. So the body will start subconsciously shying away and protecting that, that Uchi Aoi, that painful area, that damaged tissue and that insult. And as we uh, subconsciously alter the way we move that sticks with us and it goes with us the rest of our lives. So we have these altered signaling, these altered connections, these altered neural pathways that result from aches and pains and injury and stress and trauma. And then we kind of get stuck doing it because our brain is wired for efficiency. It's all about survival and the brain oftentimes will say hey it's just easier for me to keep compensating instead of trying to rectify these 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 sensory motor signaling uh, deficits.
1: Okay. Wow. well that makes all the sense in the world to me. I hope the audience understands what you said because that's yeah, I so. it, I, it's really it's really key and simple. Um uh, you've taken this far away from Duques- uh, Duquesne uh, and his book on, uh, on you know, human movement and physiology. Um, so, how did this come to be? I always wonder when people come up with new concepts and ideas. Uh, how, how? What? What led you to think about this and to realize this? How did? In essence, how did you discover it? Sure.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the, the shortest answer is. Uh, I learned neural response muscle testing, which is uh, it, it's, uh, this manual style of response testing. So basically, uh, we can test an arm, a leg, and neck, we can test body parts uh, manually. And what we're looking for is not strength. We're looking for uh, this binary response that our nervous system has. And the two responses that our nervous system has to every input is either, hey, that input is safe or it's a threat. So I learned muscle testing about 20, 21 years ago, back in 2002. And I was using a system that was really based upon comparing the right side of the body for the left side, looking for asymmetries. I was helping a lot of people with that, but I had a certain percentage of my clients, 30, 40% of those clients weren't able to really, we're not, we weren't able to turn a corner with them. They weren't getting the results that we really wanted. And I had this one specific client that was very frustrating uh, and not his personality, just the lack of results that I was you know, was able to produce with him using that other system that I had been taught that was a re- centered around neuro-response testing. And what I did is I, I, I kind of abandoned what I was taught because it wasn't getting us anywhere. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do the polar opposite of what I was trained to do. So if I thought, hey, your hamstrings are tight, and I would do X, Y, and Z, I would, I would just reverse that. So if I thought we're going to go up, we would go down. If I thought, hey, let's go up to your left leg, we'll go up to your right leg instead. So I just kind of did the polar opposite of what I was trained to do on this one client, and we had this phenomenal result. Basically, he would present with was uh, when you'd put him on his belly in a prone position, he had totally lacked an ability to extend. He couldn't pick his head off the ground. He couldn't put pick a leg off the ground, an arm off the ground. And I'd spent a couple of years trying to empower his body to do that. But when I took an opposite approach and I actually kind of fed input into um, into his ability to go further forward, when I put him on his back and do sit-ups and crunches, which he already had that ability, we actually just leaned into that a little bit more and we produced this wonderful result with him. The next day he calls me, tells me all his pain's gone, tells me he's standing a couple, two, three inches taller, And he also said he played golf that morning. It took 11 strokes of the best round of golf he had ever played. So at first I thought he was messing with me and kind of yanking my chain a little bit. Uh, But then once he explained to me like, no, man, I don't know what you did, but I feel a whole lot better. uh, That was the impetus moment for me. And then really what I ended up doing was I had a bunch of questions. And the first thing that I really wanted to answer was what happens when the foot hits the ground? Because I've gone to Penn State. I'd learned these different systems, all these cutting edge systems that are out there that were getting these great results, but nobody really taught me what happens when the foot hits the ground. So I set out on a uh, path of exploration and experimentation, and I uh, it really was unwittingly. I mean, I was looking for what happens when the foot hits the ground, like how does the body behave neuromechanically? mechanically? And what I ended up finding was. Um, as I was loading the body in very specific manners, mimicking and imitating ground reaction forces, I uh, basically posed people in different positions, and we'd monitor responses to these different positions. We uncovered this map of locomotion. So basically, at our at our core, at how we're designed to move, at our core is to get upright and then to put one foot in front of the other. So what I've uncovered is a neuromechanical map that looks at all the joint actions in the entire body and what is supposed to happen when the right foot strikes the ground during locomotion and then when the left foot strikes the ground during locomotion. And now with that map, we have this this basically blueprint for human movement. So what I'm doing now is we are looking for where there's a gap, where there's a communication gap. When the foot is the ground, is, is the body having to compensate because of an issue with the knee, the hip, the neck, the wrist, anywhere in between? So that's, I tried to make that as short as I could, Doc, but that's about as, as quick as I can make how this all came to be.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do is I think we'll we'll cut to our break a little bit quicker now a few a few a minute a few seconds to a minute sooner and when we come back uh, we're going to get more into this and i want you and we're going to i want you to explain what happens when a person comes in with a problem and we'll go sure. over all that as soon, as soon as we come back from our break everybody hold on we'll be right back
0: in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctor's Biome today, and save 20% with code Healthy Gut 20. That's Healthy Gut 20.
4: Interested in ozone therapy but don't know where to begin? Making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to doctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back.
1: We're here with Sean Sherman, the founder and creator of the Square One System. Um, So, physical medicine is gigantic. I mean, um, a big portion of my career was in sports medicine, Um, I wrote, I wrote, um, well, two books, one book in particular um, uh, that I wrote all the sports medicine for it um, uh, called Ultimate Training with, uh, you know, Dr. Gary Noll. And um, I mean, all we saw were athletes uh, uh, with medical, you know, with mechanical problems, put aside the medical ones. So now, let's talk about this. When a person comes into your into see you or one of your trainees, yeah. one of the um, therapists that you've trained, they have a particular problem. You can pick any problem you like out, you know, shoulder, hip, knee, eh, whatever you like. And what happens? Mm-hmm. To, you know, let, Let's give people a, a feeling for what they can expect sure. so that they don't have to be fearful of this. Everybody's always worried, what the hell are they going to well, do to yeah. me? What kind of yeah, testing right. is going to happen?
2: Sure. Absolutely. Great question. Yeah. So, the the first thing I do is, you know, usually on the phone before they get there or in person, I just want to make sure that the issue that we're dealing with isn't primarily a structural issue. So, I'll find out, hey, have you seen a doctor with this? Have you talked to your physical therapist? Was it a recent trauma? Did you, you know, did you wreck your motorcycle? And if that's what, if they say, yeah, that's what happened, I'll, I'll send it back to a medical person because I look at that what I'm doing is more functional in, in nature. It's a nervous system piece. So, I just want to make sure that. Uh, it's safe to work with them structurally. You know, I had they have x-rays and MRIs done. If, if necessary. And then once I feel safe working with them, what we do is we use neuro-response muscle testing. And that's, that's a mouthful, but really what it is, is it's this low-grade manual muscle test. An example might be the person will hold their arm out in front of them at about a 90-degree angle. And then I would just press down on their arm around the wrist with about anywhere from about 3 to 8 pounds of force, uh, so we're not looking for a big force production or how strong the person is. We're looking at can their brain send a signal to that arm quick enough to mount a response to meet the force that I'm putting on them. So it's, it's a very low-grade kind of a quick little test, and we're looking for a fail. And once we find a position that they fail, say, for example, it's maybe bending their knee or cocking their ankle back, what we'll then do is once we find that that position is um, – producing this negative neural response result, we would then have the person perform an isometric contraction into the position. So if it's knee flexion is the issue, we will just literally have them lightly, gently actively squeeze their knee for about three seconds. And then we check the response test. And when it comes back strong, that's the indication we have to move forward. So then what we do is we challenge the person and we challenge people, especially in first session with everyday activities like breathing through your mouth, getting in and out of a chair, walking up or down steps. We want to make sure that these patterns are not being perceived subconsciously by the nervous system as a threat. And very commonly, if someone has aches and pains, a lot of these everyday activities are perceived as a threat by the brain. So instead of saying, hey, let's avoid these activities, what we do is we use those activities to draw out deeper and deeper disconnects in the nervous system, and then we just go through that process of finding which joint action is it? Turning your head? Is it flexing your elbow? We find it, give it the isometric, and then again we challenge and challenge and challenge. And we're just trying to get it where the person, where their nervous system can handle everyday activities of getting up and down, walking, um, you know, using the using the latrine, going up and down stairs, um, whatever it is they're doing in their workouts. We just kind of run their everyday activities past their nervous system, make sure that it is everything's um, connected and not perceiving these activities as a
3: threat
1: okay now when you say you do i just want to help the uh, the audience uh, understand because mm-hmm. i do muscle mm-hmm. strength testing uh, as well for in for various things that i still do Uh, It tells me exactly where to put a needle. Uh, When you push down on the hand and you said you're putting minimal pressure, which is really all that it is, it's not about strength, but it's about whether the arm stays strong versus suddenly the arm goes very weak. Is that right?
2: 100% doc, yep. Okay. Making sure that from the brain to that, whatever you're testing uh, mechanically, yes.
1: Okay. And then if I'm understanding you right, you'll put them through different movements and with each movement mm-hmm. test the arm strength to see you know where it where it gets strong and where and what makes it go weak.
2: Correct. And what really gets my attention is what is it that triggers them or makes them go weak? That's what we're looking for.
1: And when you find something that goes weak is what you're doing the opposite is is uh, I'm not, I'm not very clear about that. Oh, not- L-
2: okay not Let, let's so use this three, two, let's,
1: do, let's do this let's try okay yeah a person has um, a, sh- a shoulder problem they have limited range of motion if they try to lift it mm-hmm. too high it, it just hurts Perfect. them and it's not yeah. necessarily because there's severe damage in there um, mm-hmm. now you test them and you see okay yeah the, the thing the thing is strong and um, uh, I don't know I'm sure you're aware but 5% of the population have a reverse test. You, know, you, must, you must be aware of that with muscle strength
2: uh, testing. When you say a reverse test, like where positive is negative, negative is positive?
1: Exactly. Where normally yeah. you would be strong, you, you, know, you show weak, weak, yeah. weak, and then you're strong, and that's the strong is where you're off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's it's yeah. very unusual, but it does it, it does occur occasionally. that's why you got to do you yeah. know well anyway um so a person has a shoulder problem uh right shoulders so now what's going to happen when they walk in?
2: Sure, so they come in and uh, I would probably use their left shoulder as my indicator test or possibly okay. even a leg or a torso test. let's just say we use their left arm to keep it simple and yeah. it, you know we find a test a position that fails but it's not failing because of the ache or pain. It's just that that strength isn't there. So we're using our left arm. Okay, then with that right arm that's injured, I will ask them to recreate pain-producing patterns. So whether it's reaching overhead or reaching in her back pocket, I'll have them just gently, okay, move into a position. You feel a little bit of irritation, we'll stop, and then I'll go to the left arm. Did it fail? And if it does, that tells us, oh, okay, reaching in her back pocket produced this negative response. Then what I do is I boil all, everything back down to human movement, back down to locomotion. What I'd have the person do is turn your head to the right for me, and I'll check that left arm. And what's the response? Let's say it's positive. I'm turning their neck to the left, their head to the left. We get this negative response. That tells me right away that what we call left step is their organizing phase. So the left foot striking the ground, the right arm reaching up overhead. So it tells me it kind of limits. Uh, it kind of reduces my options down to, you know, 50%. So then we would use what's called circuit locator, therapy localization. And if you're doing muscle testing, doc, I'm sure you know what that is. We'll actually touch on a body part or have the client touch their shoulder. And then we find out what happens with that neuro response test. And what we're doing is we're, we're kind of searching for which area is um, – uh, right now, having a signaling issue, a communication, internal communication issue, and maybe we find it is their right shoulder blade where they have the pain, so they have this local issue. Like, okay, it's left step, it's right shoulder, and we're looking at three joint actions that are related to that scenario, and that would be shrug the shoulder this other thing called protraction, where you're popping the shoulder forward and this upward rotation of the scapula where they bring their arm into their right ear. We'd have them perform all three actions. We're finding which one of those actions causes a negative response in that left arm. And once we find it, we just have them hold the position. So for example, maybe it's a shrug. Maybe it doesn't produce pain, but it causes that negative neural response test. We would have them hold that right shoulder into a shrug position, then we check our work we're expecting that neuro-response test on that left shoulder to be strong. And if it is, we would then go back to that pain-producing pattern of reaching in their back pocket, check the nervous system test. Oh, it failed again? And we go through that process over and over again, searching, scanning, trying to find out which precise joint action the brain is wiring around it and protecting from.
1: Okay, how many times might you have to do that before there's, there's something, something changes?
2: Oh, well, we see change as soon as you bring one joint action that perceived threat back online, we see range of motion start changing immediately on almost everybody. Now, it doesn't mean that pain is gone after, you know, in the first 30 seconds, but that does happen as well. Uh, typically, in a in an hour-long session with me, I might clear out 50 to 100 layers of conversations. Uh, and I would say... You know, a a small majority of people start feeling pain alleviation in the first session. You know, I'm going to say 60, 70, 80 percent. And then very high percentage. By the time we get to about two sessions, uh, most people's aches and pains are gone. You know, so long as it's not really a, a tissue issue, but it is a communication issue. It usually takes anywhere from one to three sessions to have a really nice outcome for most people.
1: Do they have to do any kind of maintenance at home or work at home?
2: No, that's what's so beautiful, and that's a hard thing for me to explain to some people in our industry. They they kind of almost don't believe me about this. But I say, like, look, what we're doing is we're not trying to train the tissue. We're trying to set up the software for success. So it's, we're basically like kind of re, retooling the software, like refreshing the software, so that every step they take, every breath they take when they leave our office, it's actually reinforcing a, a higher... Uh, software status or a higher functional status so we very rarely have to give out special homework and uh, which is really nice because it's like hey just go live your life i I mostly have to warn people not to overdo it because sometimes they feel so good and they want to make up for lost time i say look we have to respect the tissue doesn't change instantaneously but the software and the perception that the brain has of these scenarios we can change that nearly instantaneously so if they feel really good I, i just kind of warn them i say look just keep doing your daily walk. If you go to the gym, don't ramp it up. Just do your life and just be, you know, kind of encouraged that things are going so well. So I will have to tell people not to overdo it because some people feel so good after that first or second session.
1: Well, wow. all right. So what kind of what kind of problems? What kind of? Um... Patients, do you see uh, is there you know is it, obviously it's not just going to be shoulders uh, but what kind of mm-hmm. patients do you see what and when I say that it's you know what kind of injuries are you predominantly seeing that you're able to help so well um, uh, sure. have they been working you know with physical therapists for ridiculous amounts of time and getting nowhere uh, mm-hmm. when when should they say hey I could use this in addition to everything else that I'm doing to rehab myself?
2: Yep. Love it. Great question. Uh, yeah, you, you're, you, you must have been looking at my windows because you pretty much described who finds us. We find a lot of people that have not been having success with traditional tissue-only approaches or muscle or joint action or, uh, you know, ligament issues. Like, so most people are coming in thinking they have this, you know, the structural damage and maybe they do, maybe they don't, but they're, they've seen PTs, they've seen more traditional routes not gotten the success they've wanted, that's usually who finds us, And we see mostly a lot of back pain, hip pain, sciatica. That's the most common stuff. We see shoulders and knees, these neuromechanical issues, these aches and pains, these chronic pains that haven't responded to traditional exercise and therapy. That's primarily who finds us, And we've also seen uh, a lot of people end up finding us with neurological conditions. We've seen people with Parkinson's, stroke rehab. uh, And we've had a surprisingly excellent uh, track history with getting results with some folks with strokes. So uh, it, it kind of runs the gambit, but primarily we get a lot of chronic back pain, chronic knee pain, chronic shoulder pain. Those are the most common things we do see.
1: Interesting. All right, we have, we have Michael on the line. Michael Johnson, are you there? I am, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Michael. Hey, Michael. Um, you did the training with Sean, and uh, you were telling me I, you know, I, I'd like you to give an uh, an example of one some of the th- the results that you've been having, but particularly I think you had one amazing one that you were telling me about the other day. Um, uh, can you tell? We only have a few minutes, three minutes to the break, so oh, wow. see if you can laser it and tell us what what it's about.
3: Real simple, Doc. Um, guy was experiencing T four thoracic spine pain for over 20 years and what I was able to do was circuit locate kind of the positioning that reproduced his pain and it was a forward bend like a roll down off the wall so I made him do that with hand weights and then I decided we were able to decide is it right hand or left hand that causes more pain and then it was the right hand so we dropped the left weight And then I did a thing called divergence, where I was able to look into his eyes and then bring my hand closer to his face to see where that disorganized face was in his vision. And I distracted him there, and then we got him out of the position, reset him, and then asked him to perform the same roll down off the wall, and he had zero pain. Love it. I did that three more times you yeah. go into the next spot next spot and then by the end of the fourth time he was rolling up down trying to search for the pain and it wasn't there love well, the- it
1: so all the pain was gone after 20 years that's awesome by the way everybody michael johnson is uh, also a personal trainer uh, i call him the trainer to the stars he's he treats People, all the celebrities that you can imagine, and then some James Bond and others as well. Uh, So I'm not mentioning any particular name. There've been a few Bonds, and um, yeah. So he's he's pretty he's pretty well known. And now he's doing this, uh, and you see. I guess you're getting you're, you're seeing things that you never thought you'd see before.
3: Well, Doc, in my and this is speaking to Sean's brilliance in designing this framework is that I would always get to a point where I couldn't fix that compensation or dysfunction being as good as I was. People are exercising on top of that and, you know, neurodeficit. What Sean's able to have me be as a practitioner is give me a framework to work within to circuit locate. So now those compensations are dissipating and the person's actually getting fruitful exercise in that workspace in that particular joint or muscle group. That's so that's pretty wonderful. It helps me be more effective. It helps me be more effective. I was really good at what I was doing, doing the hardware theory, but this gives me that extra, you know, say arrow in my quiver to be that hit the bullseye. I'm not guessing anymore.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Michael, thank you for being with us. Uh, you can hang in there, you may want to ask you something. We're going to go to our last commercial break, and we'll be right back.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN
4: interested in ozone therapy but don't know where to begin making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess let promo life help guide you and answer all your questions about getting started with ozone therapy promo life supplies easy to use ozone therapy kits that allow you to accomplish your health goals promo life is the only company that provides free live support easy to follow videos and easy to use equipment Our ozone equipment is fully made and assembled in the United States. Find out more by visiting promolife.com forward slash voice.
0: Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's Healthy Gut 2.0.
1: Everybody, we're here with Sean Sherman, the founder and creator of the Square One System, which to me is kind of like amazingly important uh, in 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 health in health because we all suffer from aches and pains and problems that should be resolved and aren't, and sometimes for for decades, not just a few uh, a short period of time. And we're also we also have Michael Johnson, a world-renowned. Uh, Personal trainer who is one of Sean's trainees and has been using the square one system Uh, He's been relating it to me very effectively. Let's go into some of the most common and amazing uh, problems that you know results i should say from these uh these these problems that you've seen let's you know give us some examples of some of the people you've treated the problems they had and let's keep it so that the majority of the audience may benefit because everybody listening probably i would say if not now sometime in the in the future will have one of these problems occur so uh, you pick them and and, and we have we have until uh, another seven or eight minutes where we can, uh, you know, go into all the different ones. Then I'm going to want, want want you to give us your um, contact information so people can reach you. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. So
2: the first story that pops to my mind uh was Actually, when Michael was in class with us over uh, outside of London about two, three months ago, one of our, his co-students is Dr. Olivia Leslar, and I believe she, it was a shoulder dislocation. Michael, is that correct? Was it, did she have a history of shoulder correct. dislocation? Yeah, and I believe it was like okay, 18, 19, 20 years, 20 years years old, issue. and she, with her right shoulder, she could not internally rotate more than maybe 10, 15 degrees and it produced pain, and it was just that way for a long time. So she's a healthy, she's actually a functional medicine doc herself. So she's involved in, you know, very healthy lifestyle, with the nutrition and exercise, but she was avoiding even training her upper body. So she wasn't doing push-ups or any kind of upper body pulling movements, just avoiding that totally in the gym for nearly 20 years. And then we use that as an example in Michael's class as our little test dummy. And within, you know, 20, 30 minutes, as I'm instructing and working on her, we increased her shoulder internal rotation probably 70 degrees, I'd say 65 to 75 degrees, pain went away, start doing push-ups. So that was a kind of a more of a r- little recent one that kind of combines Michael and my store together. Uh, we see a lot of people with back pain. Uh, I can think of an example of uh, one of my students, Ryan, uh, you know, he's a really, uh, really a fit guy, and he was doing deadlift, and he's, Picking up a really crazy amount of weight for a little guy, and he's picking up two and a half, three times his body weight as a deadlift, and he, and his back went into spasm, and so he came down to see me, and his hip was all hiked up, and he's totally stuck in spasm, and and we, uh, you know, forty-five minute, sixty-minute session, kind of restored some function, and when literally when he was at my place, I think we had him do cartwheels, I was having him do lunges, I was having him doing, uh Deadlifts with a trap bar I was having him elevate off the ground. So he's jumping, holding weight. So There's all kinds of, uh, you know, really athletic y type stuff, no pain. And that's a real common story that we see. Michael, what about you? What are some of your recent ones that probably have some overlapping things with back pain, nice. I would imagine?
3: I, I would think that foot pain, since you're a foot doc, mm. is a real common one where one foot's just dysfunctional. And what I've been able to do really recently is look at that. And that was. Uh, getting a person to push down their big toe, yep, uh, which is we, a huge we a general mechanic thing. Well,
1: that's important because you have to, you know, you're, you, you toe off uh, through your first metatarsal and big toe joint. And if you can't, uh-huh. you can't plant a flex, how are you going to toe yeah. off?
3: Yeah. yeah, how are you going to you know, locomote? Oh. So I think that was a big one, which was driving hip pain. I think hip pain, back pain is probably... And shoulder pain, like Sean says, spine, came, spine pain comes in there a little bit, but I think foot, hip connection, you and know, and kind of like spine, shoulder kind of thing like that is what I see.
1: Now, let's go back to the toe. How do you fix that? How did you fix that?
3: Um, It's just like any other joint, Doc, right? It's how your brain perceives that. And then the toes have joint actions. So I was asking the person to go into that joint action that was reproducing a neurological deficit, right? Then we go through square one system and reset that neural connection to the toe. And the person was so amazed that they could actually push down the big toe. And then you trigger it. Then we put a rubber band under the big toe and then start doing other things to what? make that brain feel safe to push the big toe down and then challenge it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. It.
2: Yeah. So, i say along with, like, that foot stuff, too, like you are bringing this up, Michael, you're, you're making me think here, too. I get a lot of these, uh, like, tennis athletes. And it's like when you go from uh, playing outdoor to indoor, <laughs> you get a run on, like, plantar fasciitis, ankle pain. So we just see a lot of uh, plantar fasciitis people coming on in. And instead of just stretching the tissue and trying to get the tissue to behave, We literally, like you just said, Michael, is we we find these positions that the brain perceives as a threat, as unsafe, and we just, hey, hold the toe this way, hold the ankle that way. We've had a lot of success with uh, plantar fasciitis for sure
1: what about knee pain now knee is you know put aside knee injuries you know if you have a torn meniscus um it's going to cause problems um eventually it heals and we use ozone to help heal restore cartilage mm-hmm. when it's bone on bone but people still may suffer from knee pain afterwards and you' and there's a um, from what you're saying a strong possibility this can be overcome how would you do that uh same what you're talking you about, about?
2: Yeah, we, we basically just mimic ground reaction forces that relate to walking and we find out, okay, is it a truly a knee issue? Is it an ankle issue? Is it coming from above at the hip? So very commonly we'll find out that it's like one joint away from the symptom is a very common presentation. So we'll uh-huh. find out which hip, which ankle, and then we give the brain the input it needs to feel safe again. And once the brain says, oh, that's safe, you start seeing that range of motion come back, strength come back, pain often will be alleviated as you get that range of motion to restore.
1: So basically what I've hear, I'm hearing you say again and again it may not be a joint problem the problem is the way mm-hmm. your brain is perceiving the motion and the and and the stress that's going through there and it's it's adjusting yeah. and compensating and you're stopping the brain yeah. from wanting or needing to compensate for it and then it allows the joint to go through its normal motion again pain free
2: absolutely and, and what makes it tricky is you know the squeaky wheel gets the oil you have this knee problem this knee
1: symptom
2: and sometimes it is a knee issue but so many times it's the silent ones you got to be careful with it's like there's no indication from a pain perspective that it's coming from the person's hip or their shoulder that that altered mechanics actually presents as a knee problem but it's coming from somewhere totally different in the body and with square one this is it kind of gets my opinion and the the person's opinion out of the way we have literally mimic ground reaction forces and the nervous system is very willing to tell you hey Here's where the issue is. So all we're doing is learning to pay attention to what the nervous system is telling us.
1: You know, well, one of the things I've learned early on in my, uh, in my career is that, one, several things. One, that it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and that. And that, and the second thing I've learned is the body is, is, you know, I used to say to my patients, you don't hang your feet up when you go to bed at night in the closet. They're still attached to your body. <laughs> when you get up to go to the toilet in the middle of the night, your feet are going to come into action again. And um, uh, the body is, is one integrative piece. So if you have a tight Un, uh, a tight shoulder that isn't going through a normal range of motion when you're walking, it's going to affect everything all the way down to your feet. And vice versa, yeah. if your foot is out of alignment or imbalanced or whatever, it's going to affect everything up above. Um, yeah. what, what's even amazing for people, um, do, have you done any work? And that's why, let me, let me, we have a couple of minutes left for that, uh, with TMJ. Because the yeah, TMJ seems deep. to affect the whole body too.
2: Oh yeah, actually, uh, uh, my uh, you know the local church I go to. I, I actually live here in Pennsylvania. I still travel out to Illinois, but I, living here in Pennsylvania, uh, the church I go to, uh, my pastor's wife was having these issues with TMJ and and seeing a functional medicine person and getting great help, but nobody was dealing with this uh, TMJ issue. I used Square One. We found out all these jaw, these facial actions, neck and head movements. We put you know found twenty, thirty different subconscious reasons she had to compensate. Did the appropriate isometrics or TMJ stuff went away. She slept through the night that that very next night. So it was really cool. So we've had some really neat stories with TMJ as well. Yes,
1: I'm not surprised. And, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and and, I, um, TMJ. Uh, I used to have. Pa- I had four patients where I couldn't get foot orthotics um, um, correct. They just did. It, it just. Mm. One foot just wouldn't be comfortable with it, and then yeah, I they had adjustments to their TMJ or they put a TMJ appliance in, and suddenly yeah. the orthotic was perfect. Um, so that I mean, look at the distance between the upper portion of your jaw and the and and your foot, and yet right, what a connection there is what's the most unusual what's the what's the most unusual situation you've had uh, the most unusual um uh, an amazing uh, you know um, uh, uh, adjustment change that you made for somebody
2: okay I, uh, a lot of things pop in the head but the first thing that popped in my head is I had this one client came in and he um uh, he couldn't he couldn't turn his head i believe it was to the right but he was right he couldn't turn his head at all like five degrees, 10 degrees. I mean, it's really locked up. And I went local. I looked at his jaw, looked at his neck, looked at his shoulder, and I'm finding nothing. Like, it's it's, everything's functional up there, even though he can't turn his head. Went through his whole body, ended up being in his left ankle. Um, He couldn't dorsiflex well because he took two hits in high school, playing high school football or two helmet shots to the side of his shin, minutes apart. The guy was now 45, 47 years old. So he had, you know, 30, 33 years of compensating, he thinks there's this neck issue. He's getting massaged. He's getting adjusted. He's getting all these things, all this attention in the cervical region. We had him perform a three-second isometric of a left ankle dorsiflexion. Boom, his right head, you know, he could turn his head to the right 90 degrees on the spot. took you know, once we found it, it took like five seconds. It took me like two or three minutes to get to his ankle, but I was like everybody else. I'm looking at his neck, going for the obvious things, and it wasn't the obvious things. So that's the first story. Uh, that pops into my head when with that question,
4: Doc.
1: Uh, okay. Well, we're at the end of the show. The, I, I always say hello. This is Doctor Robbins. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. That's how fast it goes. Sh- Sean, give us your contact information if people need to reach sure. you and want to find out.
2: Okay. Cool. I'll give you a couple different ways to reach me. Uh, the the most uh, place where I'm most active would be on Instagram, and my handle there is at where one system, and it's singular. And one is not spelled out. It's a numerical one. So at Square One System. And that's also the website. It's squareonesystem.com. And I'll even give you a phone number to reach me. And I'm most responsive to text messages. That number is 708-261-8458.
1: One more time.
2: 708-261-8458.
1: Michael, you're here in New York City. Uh, What's your number for them to reach you?
3: My number is 646-220-5037. I'll repeat that, 646-220-5037.
1: Thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. This is very amazing to me. Uh, I'm going to want to do some work with this uh, for myself. uh, That's for sure, Michael. Everybody, thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll be back again next week. Um, If you have any questions for me, any suggestions for shows, please contact me at... Ozone Doctor, O-Z-O-N-E-D-O-C-T-O-R, at Yahoo.com. Call me in my office at 212-581-0101. That's 212-581-0101. If you have any trouble re- reaching Sean or Michael, get back to me and I'll see that we can get you through to them as well. Um Everybody, remember to go to promolife at promolife.com for the finest ozone products in the world. And go to doctor's biome, D-O-C-T-O-R-S-B-I-O-M-E.com and absolutely start taking it. You won't be sorry. You'll see what a difference it can make uh, to your health in general, not just to your gut. Everybody stay healthy, stay well, stay safe. And we'll be back again next week here on Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Bye-bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be glad to talk again next week.